0: Let's talk about my favourite dictator. No, not the one you're thinking of. Um, (laughs) Don't put your hand up shortly after saying... I'm going to be talking about uh, Bukele, who I learned how to pronounce his actual surname. Hooray. uh, Because I was worried before we started this. I I I didn't do that my segment about um, the Argentinian guy. So Bukele is the supposed dictator, actually democratically elected president of El Salvador, who earlier on this year... And for the past few years of his time in office has been sorting out El Salvador's terrible problem that they had with gangs and cartels operating that made them have, I think in 2018 or 2019, something ridiculous like a murder rate of 51 per 100,000, which is one
1: of the highest in the entire world. I think that the whole of Latin America is basically at a war with organized crime. And this is why I'm, you know, I'm pretty liberal on drug laws but i say that if you take things like cocaine you are a massive piece of s because of the all of the horrific things that go on and it is you know the the whole crime hierarchy and how it gets here the things it's funding you get like the mexican cartels that Mm. kill all of the children in a town because they dare disobey them the the trail of blood that comes from this is horrific. Have
0: you considered the poor murderers? Because the media would really like you, instead of focusing on the fact that it's gone from 51 per 100,000 murders to eight and is now one of the safest countries in South America and actually is starting to recover in all sorts of ways, people are able to start businesses. This is good for the economy because if people feel safe in the streets, they feel safe to open a business The way they're not going to get shaken down by the local gang members. They're able to do a lot of things. This is good for everybody. People feel safe on the streets. The media and the journalist class don't want you to care about that. They, what they want you to do is care about the human rights of the poor murderers. Why don't you think about the lives of the poor murderers? Well, because they're murderers. And honestly, It should all be publicly executed, is my opinion. I, I agree. I agree. And I think he probably would if he thought he could get away with it on the international stage. Because it's not just the journalists who don't want there to be peace in the streets of El Salvador. And if they were perfectly honest, anywhere else for that matter, because they hate you and they want you dead. But no, it's also the establishment primarily of the US who could actually take action if they wanted to, to really screw things over for El Salvador and force them into a position where they might have to release all of the gang members Mm -hmm. who... Which would put them probably in a worse situation than before, because not only would you then have all of the gang members out, they would also be very angry mm-hmm. and wanting to enact revenge on anybody and everybody who collaborated to put them in bars. So El Salvador would just erupt immediately into a bloody civil war, the likes of which we've probably not seen since Rwanda. And of course, the the organised
1: criminals in Latin America have like military level equipment. Like I, I saw the Mexican cartels. like humvees with mounted machine guns on top and like convoys well they looked quite american
0: interesting that it's funny
1: how um american foreign policy towards drugs is always hostile and yet lots of their um decisions targeting criminals that are actually peddling these things make it seem like they just want as cheap a drug dollar as possible hmm i wonder
0: no, I, hmm. I wonder if they've been flooding the streets with anything. Right uh, to, I see. Um, what? But anyway, relevant to this is Carl's recent discussion that he had with Thierry Boudet and John, what's his surname? Sorry, John. Lachland. Uh, what's his? Uh, John it's, Lachland. John Lachland. It's, yes. it's on the uh, thumbnail. There Sorry, there's a, there's a camera that was blocking my view. Oh. About the, f- uh, the future of liberal democracy and conservatism, because if this is the way that liberal democracy goes and what liberal democracy actually turns out to be, is America bullying all of the other countries in the world to go along with their foreign policy then liberal democracy won't last and you know if that's all it is then good bloody riddance to it so i watched this video which spoke about it which you can see the photograph in the background of the uh, uh, of when they arrested all of the cartel members they arrested 71,000 people and not only did they do that in one gigantic sting operation they were so proud of it that the El Salvador government under Bukele filmed it and put it out to the public because they wanted them to know, this is what we're doing for you. Look, that's great. it's yeah. very easy to do this sort of thing in places like El Salvador as well because of the fact that the cartel and gang members, I think it was MS-13 and the 18th Street Gang, were the two largest ones that they went after, mm-hmm. covered themselves in tattoos and facial tattoos as well that signify, hello, I am a murderous gang member. So it's very you- easy to round mm-hmm. them up.
1: I mean, visual signifiers of being a criminal make it very easy to catch
0: criminals. But I feel like that could be misinterpreted as being very spicy. It could be. It could be. But we're talking specifically about South America and El Salvador. And now he's taking it into the rural areas. So any remaining factions of these gangs that exist out in the rural areas are taking the action out there as well. And it's also becoming very popular. So in researching this, Ecuador currently has a presidential candidate who has military experience. Who wants to crack down on their gangs in a very similar way to this? Who's been putting out um, presidential campaign videos saying that, they, "Hey, you see what they did in El Salvador? Well, we'll just do that. We'll just I arrest mean, all of the criminals who are proud of the fact that they're criminals and advertise it with their tattoos." I think if everyone copied him, it would be
1: a massive victory for all of humanity. Really, yes. like, this is fantastic that they're targeting these people. Like, I'm, I'm as I've said earlier pretty liberal on drug laws, but at the same time, the people making money off it, of it are terrible people. They, they prob- many of these people, are probably murderers, rapists, um, you know, they're, they're the worst of the worst and deserve death.
0: Yes, so. absolutely. And also there's a Guatemalan candidate, a woman no less, who's promising <laughs> that she will build a mega prison the same as they did in El Salvador so that they can just round up and imprison all of their gang members as well. Lefty crybabies are going "Mohuman rights, though. But Ecuador has a point. So this is a guy, Ivy League businessman, wants to take on Ecuador co- uh, cocaine cartels. His murder rate has—sorry, uh, Ecuador's murder rate, not his personal <laughs> murder rate. <laughs> Ecuador's murder rate has surged as local gangs have forged alliances with international crime cartels because these cartels operate on the same level as a corporation, especially in South America, where there is such a lucrative drug business to go on down there. Mm-hmm. They are. The size of international business, and so you need strict, strong, frantic action to be able to take these place, uh, take these people out. Because otherwise, they're like it's like the heads of the Hydra. Take one out, and they'll just grow elsewhere. Well, it creates space for another to
1: expand, doesn't it? So you've got to take them all out at the same time.
0: But what El Salvador has done is show that this is a problem with a solution. But the international community does not want you solving that solution because they're all profiting off it. So. Interestingly, it looks like he might have a reason for doing that. So this is the second Ecuador politician killed in less than a week. And this is an article from 2 days ago. So the t- the politicians are being targeted. I hope this guy can actually do something if he gets in because mm-hmm. as it stands right now with the sort of rhetoric that he's putting out, the most I can say is make sure that you've got an armed retinue of guards with you at all times. So if this is what they're doing to so just random politicians, these are local it was a local party leader. Pedro Briones was shot dead by gunmen on a motorcycle at his home in the northern Esmeraldas province. If that's just what happens to some random local party leader, then the guy who's saying we're going to do to you what we did, what El Salvador did, is going to paint a massive target on his back. Mm -hmm. So I really hope you can get something done over there, but be bloody careful.
1: He must have balls of steel as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But he said he's seen action as well. So good Mm -hmm. on him. Obviously, Even so, yeah. Yeah. But this is the sorts of articles that we're getting in the West about El Salvador and Nayib Bukele as well. There's just a, what the world's budding autocrats are learning from El Salvador. Now, if when you use the word autocrat, you're using it as a synonym for guy who will clean up the streets, you're making autocrats sound really cool. As he was far democratically as elected, wasn't he? Oh, and he's still vastly popular. There's. I wonder why. He's got an 80% approval rate in his own country, which is something that, Even Trump at his best could only ever dream of because Trump never did anything as radical as what he did to make his country safe again. If it actually actually drained the swamp, Mm -hmm. maybe he could have hoped for an 80% approval rate. But this guy knows how to get it done. So he worked out how to chop away democratic restraints while keeping an approval rating of oh, I must have got it wrong actually, eighty to ninety percent. Let's just presume ninety because it's the economist and they are,
1: you know. As far as the as far as the uh, toilet bowl of media
0: goes, it is kind of right at the bottom, isn't it? It can be certainly. One ingredient is his mastery of social media. The main one is locking up huge numbers of young men. For young men, that's a synonym that they're using here for murderers. They're. Desperate to try and paint these obviously good things as being negative. Since when has The Economist cared about young men, exactly? Yeah, so the amount of people that he arrested was equivalent to 7% of male Salvadorians aged 14 to 29, which just shows more than anything. It doesn't show that it's a human rights abuse, abuse. Rice. It's, yeah, human <laughs> rights abuse. It shows how widespread the problem was Don't over there. you're not
1: talking about China.
0: Anyone suspected of ties to a criminal gang can be thrown into a crowded jail indefinitely little evidence is required a suspicious tattoo you know those tattoos that say I am a criminal mm-hmm. on their face or an anonymous accusation will suffice anonymous accusation meaning hey I know that he's a murderer throw him in prison please well I mean there, there doesn't need to be a fair trial but I presume that they're smearing the situation at the end of the day as far as I'm concerned extreme problems require extreme solutions <laughs> staring me straight in the I'm, eyes and saying that I don't, I will funny. not apologise for supporting a man who has cleaned up the streets of his country well it country, seems to have worked who has saved true. his country outraged liberals and this is the funniest part of this must admit that his crackdown has brought benefits they say through gritted teeth most touted is the plunge in the homicide rate 51 per 100,000 to 8 last year analysts dispute how much credit to give to Mr. Bukele but he can surely claim some I wonder if locking up every criminal in the country had something to do with it. But professionals, experts and analysts like, oh, we don't know. We're not so sure about that.
1: Maybe it was climate change. Maybe they just got too hot and bothered to murder. They got too hot
0: and tired and they went on a siesta. That's what happened. The murderers went on a siesta. You know what, experts, you might be onto something Yeah. Before, if a gangster demanded protection money, civilians paid up or braved a bullet. Few called the police since gangsters were seldom convicted without testimony that hardly anyone was brave enough to offer. These are uh, repeated patterns we see all over the place in South America. Now it's the gangsters who are scared. Knowing that an anonymous tip-off can put them behind bars indefinitely, they are still at large, uh, those still at large are in hiding. A study in 2016 found that the annual cost of gang violence in El Salvador was 16% of their GDP. That is insane. Yes, it absolutely is. Today, neighbourhoods are calm and business folk have mustered the optimism to open new shops, hence Mr. Buchelli's rock star popularity. And The Economist is here to tell you why that's actually a bad thing. Yet his scrapping of due process carries costs that will outweigh the benefits of not being murdered in the street. Okay, First, untold numbers of innocents have been locked away. Untold because we made it up. We can't tell you exactly how many innocent there are, so we're just going to say untold to make you think it might be all of them. Their families cluster outside prisons desperate for news of their young loved ones which just reminds me of those news reports you see from America where some ghetto shooting has happened Mm -hmm. and you'll just get all of the people going he may have been a drug dealing murderer but he was a good people didn't do nothing that was you always get that that I don't know what the accent is that was a mix of accents (laughs) Yeah, the, the, he
1: was a good boy, and then it's like a shootout. None. He killed like three people. <laughs> yeah, that's, he was always
0: a good boy. It was a good boy. Uh, that's the way it always goes. It reminds me of that. The government has released those six thousand so far, but seems in no hurry to admit its mistakes. Well, they got released, didn't they? So at the end of the day, listen. If I'm in a country where everyone is being murdered on a day to day basis, and I'm having to walk past corpses in the street, and I get patted down, or maybe even interned. As long as I get out and the streets are safe, I'll look around and go, Might have been worth it. Might have been worth it. This isn't like a COVID situation where it's a <coughs> a little cough mm. and they lock me away for two years for the sake of me not getting a common cold. This is
1: actual murder in the street. Well, yeah, the cartels are nothing to really, you know, turn your nose up at. They are serious business.
0: Yeah more insidiously, he's amassed powers to pave the way for his crackdown and then use it as an excuse to grab even more. Oh God, he might save the country even more. How horrifying. And it goes on and on and on like this. They call him putin which means they're calling him Hitler-esque because that's what they mean these days when they do these things. And they talk about how his methods are ripe for copying anywhere where there are weak institutions. Well, I wish. Surely that would mean that there needs to be some kind of order put in place. If they've got weak institutions and you're full of corruption and have the cartel in operation, yeah, they probably could use a guy like this.
1: Hey, weak institutions
0: are good, all right. No, strong institutions are good. Ooh, no institutions. Are better. <laughs> I'm not saying government institutions, I'm just saying oh, institutions. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, you've got loads of articles like this. Oh, no, John. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like from this, from España.com uh, uh, no, alpaz.com international. Bukele's Hell in El Salvador, a country submerged in a police state. You mean well, it's like, better than a a cartel state, isn't it? Yeah, and you mean like like Singapore, which everyone describes as a police state, but it's also a remarkably peaceful place to live. Now, as long as you stop don't ma- out chewing gum, yeah. stop making police states and other such things sound so good. So these are, I mean, you've got to remember as well. These articles are the sorts coming from the same people that would make any excuse. The Canadian government closing your bank account, or the US government targeting parents for not wanting gender ideology in the schools. These people choose their targets selectively based on whether they like the guy or not, whether they consider this man an enemy. And obviously, they consider this man because he is not in favor of all of their progressive agenda, because he's not happy to have criminals murdering people on the street. They see him as an enemy. These people writing these articles are your enemy because they would rather see you raped and murdered than see a load of uh, of murderers put in prison. So take that information as you will. You get this, the Vincible Bukele, can the millennial autocrat be stopped? And they can't find any pictures like they could with uh, Javier, where he's really angry and screaming, because this guy, he's described himself as the world's coolest dictator. As a joke, because he's not a dictator. (laughs) But he described himself as the world's coolest dictator, and you can't really find pictures of him looking angry, because he's just a chill guy. He looks like he's doing that scene
1: from Pulp Fiction with the tiny violin. Oh he? yeah, he is. He's oh, doing that for the cartel members. Oh, if I, he actually I put did your that.
0: murderous brother in prison.
1: <laughs> oh no, let me play a little tune for you. If he did that, that would be the icing on the cake, would not it?
0: Yeah, so former Colombian president Ernesto Sampa called Bukele a little Hitler in Central America. Oh my god. Just, just because well, the cartel candidate doesn't like him. Oh, no. Well, yeah, they, they, I'm presuming that's him. I don't well, know. Well, literally, I decided to look into it because I thought, okay, Colombian Ernesto Sampa, just Google it. And then the first thing that comes up is Cali Cartel. So, one, first of all, Colombia's murder, murder rate currently is almost triple El Salvador's that is now. So that's fun. And Sampa was accused of receiving campaign donations of up to $4 million from the Cali Cartel. No way. So you mean to say someone bought and paid for by the cartels is critical of someone arresting the cartels? Oh. I know. Big surprise. So when, you, when you've got these people as your enemies, you know you're doing something right. The international de- uh, democracy promotion will also remain frustratingly inadequate and ineffective in halting Bucali's authoritarian project. Yes, because your message is literally we want to release the murderers. So... That's not going to be a very popular slogan. Release the murderers. It's like Mr. Burns, if he was even more evil. It, it, it re- release the hounds. That's yeah. the message that you're giving. The US and the EU have confined themselves to half-baked measures, voicing concerns for human rights al- violations in El Salvador and issuing statements condemning Bukele's erosion of democracy. The Joe Biden administration has also sanctioned several close aides of Bukele via the Engel List. Which merely revokes visas and potentially freezes assets for the listed individuals. The ticking bomb that is Bukele's economic plan, you know, making it so that people can start businesses again, which is only ever going to be an economic disaster, but it's because of the fact that he implemented Bitcoin as part of the national currency. Oh, yeah, that, that was incredible. incredibly based. Yep. Yeah. They say that that's going to trigger an economic crisis that will likely undermine his government's internal unity and fuel popular discontent. They've been kicked in the head with a horse. No, the US, as the main bilateral lender, buyer of El Salvadorian exports, and source of much needed investment, should be prepared to extend development aid, financial lifelines, and debt restructuring programs, but with clear conditions requiring Bukele to take specific steps to put El Salvador back on a democratic path. So, this so is blackmail. blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. This is sanctioned blackmail where they say. We will literally, well, this is, this is just a very thinly veiled threat of regime change. Yes. In the same way that the US government has done time and time and time again to any organization or, or, or a country that is not leftist enough for their tastes. This is disgusting. And the fact that the US throws its weight around on the international stage in such a way, for such reasons, is vile and unforgivable. And then the last thing they had was just the Free press has been withered in El Salvador. Oh no, the submersive smear merchants, the dirty, dirty smear merchants have been suppressed in El Salvador and people on on the streets with their cameras are being promoted by the government for walking around the streets with cameras and saying, look at how safe it is now. Isn't this interesting? This is neat. I didn't used to be able to go down the street without getting stabbed. And the government (laughs) is promoting that and all of the dirty, dirty smear merchants are being pushed down they're being pushed away they're being sanctioned they're not being given the primacy that they so deserve good screw the dirty dirty smear merchants no pity for the dirty dirty smear merchants they're scum as far as i'm concerned and for anything else that he may do most of what i'm aware of with bukele is the fact that he implemented bitcoin and committed what i can see as an absolute miracle in one of the most formally one of the most dangerous countries in all of south america so Whatever else he does, I'm in full support of because, at the end of the day, when these people are your enemies, you're doing something right. Thank you for watching this segment from the podcast The Lotus Eaters. I hope you enjoyed it and found it informative. If you feel like supporting the work that we do here, then you can subscribe to our website for as little as five pounds per month to gain access to all of the premium work that we do there, including Josh's series, Contemplations, which is on episode 137, the most recent of which is part one of his series about cults. If you'd like to follow with what Josh is doing online, you can follow his social media on Twitter at Josh Firm and on Getter at Josh underscore firm. Thank you very much again for watching and take care.